Welcome to the Forking Healthy podcast, a place where two sisters have cheeky chats about everything natural health and wellness. I'm your host, Jenny Soder. I am also your host, Cheryl Berecki. Together, we hope to inspire, entertain, and motivate you with our knowledge and decades of experience in the natural health and fitness industry. So if you're ready, let's get Forkin' Healthy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> As she opens her water bottle that I say, do you have to have one that makes a sucking God, noise? This got in trouble, but it's okay <laughs> that there's a sucking noise today because our topic is drinking your health away. Yes. I am so fired up. You're going to have to make a lot of beeps today because this is like, this is gets my blood boiling for sure. I know little claws here. Like I'm basically here today as the moderator <laughs> and the beeper to, um, keep your passion, um, you know, in intact and in check and, uh, and to really just, uh, form some alternate dialogue. I'm excited for this passionate topic of yours. Can I start with the fast five asking you then? You sure can. All right. Fast fucking five. Number one, when is the only time you drink tap water? I don't. Oh, if I swallow it in the shower. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. Number two, when did you stop drinking tap water? Uh, that I, I was in Winnipeg still, I believe I had just stopped competing in fitness competitions. So I was probably about 25. Okay. We, do, how many years ago was that? Uh, ages, like half of my life ago, <laughs> like decades. And, and number three, what was your catalyst for stopping tap water drinking? I tasted what water was supposed to taste like, AKA nothing, not a chlorine pool. Did somebody give you that water or did yeah. you like source it out? Oh, like you're I at someone's house? Think, no, I think I started, that's when water bottles started coming, like bottled water was yeah. like Evian. It was super cool back then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Evian expensive water. Number four, how much clean water do you bring when you go traveling on a road trip? <laughs> it depends how long I go, but I always have at least three liters. Nice. Yeah. We actually bring like, uh, <laughs> one of those like massive 10 liter, we have one of those big jugs camping. that people bring camping. Yeah. And we bring, we bring that now most places. And then lastly, in quotation marks, but I drink bottled water or I use a Brita. What's your reaction to this statement? Uh, it's better than tap water. However, it's not good. There's just a whole different set of toxicity in there. Yeah. All right. I'm ready for your questions. Okay. Mine are slightly different today. So my first question is, what is the scariest thing that you found out is in tap water? Ooh, the biggest like, wow, one was um, the birth control piece. Like, I don't yeah. think that medication piece specifically aligned with birth control um, was like, I, I never made that connection of the whole like 
urine and then the filtration system and then like oh my god and that was very much a like whoa moment for me yeah um and then my second question is a four part it's 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 something you and I used to play all the time it's called would you rather all right my favorite would you rather drink tap water or coca-cola ew (laughs) (laughs) This shouldn't be hard, but it is. Um, that's really hard. I. How long do I have to drink it for? It's <laughs> just, like a one just time. at one time. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do tap water. I'll do okay. tap water. Would you, if you're severely dehydrated, would you rather drink tap water or your urine? <laughs> Ooh. De- where am I in this moment? Am I like stuck in the back country? Yes. Well, I probably have some sort of filtration system with me. So I'll pick tap water. Okay. Now, would you rather drink tap water or chocolate milk? Chocolate almond milk. <laughs> you altered it. <laughs> and then lastly, would you rather drink tap water or puddle water? Hmm. Questionable. Um, I'll pick tap water. Reluctantly, <laughs> I would do ta- a puddle water. I mean, it, it's rain, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and if I have almond with me, you know, dogs are really good at sensing out like bacteria. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but like when we go on the trails and stuff like that, like almonds will know if there's bacteria, like if it's just like not that even it doesn't matter the color Al- of the water. Almond is her dog. <laughs> FYI, <laughs> yeah, and so um, he will he will sniff and then it, he, you can tell if something's off in that water. Ooh. I should give him that. We should give him like, the I tap need water an test. almond. Yes. Yeah. We should give him like tap water, reverse osmosis, like Berkeley. We should do all these things and get Alan to sniff it and see what he does. hundred percent. Okay. I'm so ready. You're so do ready have... for this topic. Yeah, I am. Um, first of all, I want to say that everything in this world has positives and negatives. So I'm going to talk about a few things. Um, So like I mentioned before, like if you're drinking (laughs) bottled water, it's better than tap water, but we can do better still. And I think one of the big things that I hear a lot of clients talk about is like this whole city um, versus country, um, like well water piece, like the pros and cons associated with that, where there's this automatic inclination. Well, I live in the country, Mm -hmm. so I'm not on city water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what are we going to focus on, on today? I want to, I want to touch on both of those for a second, and then we're going to m- more focus on city water and I'm going to give you some resources. Okay. So yes, it totally, like you said, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, oh, I live in the city. Well, if you live in the city, you are exposed to a different type of toxicity that if you live in the country, it's still toxicity is just different. And in regards to water, that is the same. So if you're on a well system, there's a certain uh, prevalence of, of different types of bacteria, parasites, runoff from farm, that pesticides, is yeah, pesticides that go in the air, if not on the ground, fertilizers and that runoff, eventually it'll seep into the well. And then people will usually say there, but I get it monitored. (laughs) And and I say, well, you get it monitored. And then what happens if it's off? They shock it. 
And then, so basically you're now drinking tap water because it's full of chlorine and chemicals to shock the crap out of it to get to a allowable level. And then also there's a, um, a piece of this whole puzzle that you, that doesn't get eliminated when you're in the country that comes from your pipes and your faucets, right. That we need to, um, that part of the conversation needs to be broached as well. Like not to say that every um, country home is older, but that it, for a lot of um, cases that is. And so then that's one element that needs to be addressed. Or the plumbing to that actual house, right. From that town, how, when was that upgraded? So when you're dealing with city water, now city water is different in each city and every country, they're going to have a different set of standards, but I'm specifically talking in on, well, most city in uh, cities in, uh, in Canada, you're looking at aluminum as a additive during the filtration process, chlorine, um, in some areas, fluoride, still very big in Ontario. And like you mentioned before, pharmaceuticals. So if we're filtering wastewater pee, um, there's a lot of people on medications, antidepressants, fertility drugs, um, birth control pills, heart medications, uh, you're, that is not getting processed. So Yes, it's weakened, of course. There's a lot of people on drugs. And so um, we're getting micro doses of that. And so one thing, like I said, is like, there's allowable levels. And I want to go into this in in a second, but the city has allowable levels. And even in wells, who comes and tests it has allowable or allowed you know, levels of chemicals or parasites or bacteria that are deemed to be generally recognized as safe or gross, mm-hmm. as we call it. Mm-hmm. But what if someone drinks eight cups of water versus like four liters a day? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're getting exposed to a lot more of that. So it's not, and, and what if our kidneys and our filtration systems are not as strong as some people. And so we're not filtering it out. We're accumulating those toxicity, you know, those toxins. And also I wanted to ask you about, um, when you talk about what, like what's most common nowadays in our water, um, how about like microplastics? Is that a big piece too? That's like kind of a whole, uh, I don't even know if it's a whole new ball game, but it's something that we're definitely talking about more and more. I was reading this study about the amount of, microplastics that are found in the uterus now um of women and um it is it is like shocking you know um because and and i'm assuming that that's also a huge issue in our water source huge huge not to mention like all of the things that some people don't want to think about like the like the things that they drop in the air in cities yeah Uh, weather manipulation and all those types of things wow we might get this pulled (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, so how old are the, so when it comes to the, um, like, uh, monitoring systems and filtration systems of the city, did they develop those years ago? And did they continue to change those filtration systems based Mm -hmm. off of what we're seeing in our water? Are we like very, that's my, always my concern is often our, um, 
uh, you know, science is slow, logic yeah. is fast. I use that, that saying all the time. And then so like the science piece is slow. And Super so now slow. we're seeing all these, you know, things like increase in medication. Obviously we have new information on fluoride. We have new information on um, chlorine and we're seeing now microplastics. Like those weren't a, the case, you know, even 30 years ago, how has our systems um, developed or have they changed at all? They do. In fact, in table five of the Canadian, I have everything printed out today. In <laughs> table five, they have withdrawn guidelines section. Oh. If, if you want my, my um, thoughts in regards to how they alter <laughs> the guidelines when they have more of it, or, or they, they can't get rid of it, they're going to withdraw it and say, oh, no, oh, well, it was health. It was fine to begin with. It, right. it was fine. It was no big deal. It, is, is that the case like with fluoride, do you see? So less and less oh, people yeah. are using fluoride and it's kind of disappearing, so to speak, because it was a lot more uh, acceptable before? You know what? I don't see, like fluoride is still in, in where I live in the water. They're not updating that. And here's the logic piece and the science piece. Okay, let's go back. How many steel plants did they say, coal mines, did they say were safe? And they're like, oh, by the way, okay, maybe we'll give you a settlement because now we know, science yeah. now knows that you're going to have lung cancer and die. Just, yeah. you're going to. Yeah. Um, and so are we going to wait for these things? Are we going to yeah. use our logic to say, okay, this doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. And so this fluoride piece, sure. Yeah, it does fluoride help to mineralize and, and keep your teeth strong. Sure. But do I want to be brain dead and have good teeth? No, yeah. thank you. I think that's a big piece is that, that we're not saying that there isn't pros, you know, Correct. there isn't benefits to some of these pieces, but every family, like every choice you make every single day, you need to weigh those pros and cons and what is, you know, um, best for you and your family and, and how many of those pieces are just unknown. Now, where does somebody find, if they're really, if they're maybe a bit skeptical about what we're talking about today, you know, how do they find out what's in their water? Yeah, like uh, you and I um, both practice the same way. We share information that we get directly from the sources. Mm -hmm. We don't go to studies generally. Um, unless those studies are basically like, Hey, a cell does this. We know a cell does this. It's, it's like, um, based on just laws, like the law of gravity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so I go to, and everyone out there can go, I'm going to teach you where to go and find this information yourself. Don't believe us. Doesn't matter. I want you to go Do and, the research. It's, and it's on Google. So Google for me, I did guidelines for Canadian drinking water and you'll get the government of Canada website that will have all of the allowable levels with a table of contents broken down into table one, microbiome. This is where I go nuts. Ready? Ready. <laughs> I'm going to go on my tangent. Okay. Microbiological parameters, table two, chemical and physical parameters, Three, radiological parameters. Sounds great to start with. Um, guidance documents, table four. This is where they're trying to massage things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's good. Table five, withdrawn guidelines. So 
I printed off some information and we're, I'm going to go through and I want to go through um, some levels that they talk about. Um, so what you're going to find when you come up there is a whole bunch of massaging. I call it the shit sandwich. They're going to have a nice piece of fluffy bread. They're going to say, oh, we do our best. We kill off all these things that are blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Chlorine does that. It's do we want to eat um, or come in contact with and, and drink bacteria and parasites? No. Chlorine, thank you for doing that. But chlorine, what else are you going to do? Are there other options? Now, I'm not saying I have all the answers before I start here. Okay. I'm not saying that like we can get Berkey systems for the whole city and that is like yeah. feasible. Yeah. I'm just saying that we could do better. Like, yeah, we, we put people on the moon. We can do better. Yeah. I say it all the time. <laughs> we can focus on this. So if you go down there, it's going to start at A, it's going to go down to Z. So you're going to see things like asbestos, aluminum, and the chart. And the chart's going to say um, the, the component, uh, whether it be um, radiological, chemical, biological. So we're talking about like aluminum, lead, these types of things. Then you're going to go the maximum allowable that they allow in there. And things like asbestos, it says, well, we don't monitor it. It doesn't really matter if you drink asbestos. Okay. So we'll talk about that for a second. That's one of the chemical and physical parameters under table two of Canadian water. And so, okay, so let's go through. So they, um, what, it, what it says is, you know, there, there are no direct studies. <laughs> Here we go. Science is slow that show that drinking asbestos harms you in any, any way. <laughs> okay. Huh. So then I, then I Google, okay. Health implications of asbestos, Canadian government, because I want it still from them. Yes. Source right. to source. And I printed off a few things. Okay. So um, health risks, of course, to begin with, it says you can come in contact with asbestos through water, through all things like naturally occurring substances here, 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 and there. We're not the only ones doing it. You can get it here and here. Health risks of asbestos. Breathing in asbestos fibers can cause cancers and other diseases such as blah, 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 lung cancer, blah, blah, and they name it all. There are no significant health risks if materials containing asbestos in your home are left undisturbed. Okay. Um, how do we know something's undisturbed? <laughs> you're... you're Someone can, you could have asbestos tiles in your ceiling, which many people do in the, um, in your home and some, your kids playing downstairs and they hit a ball in the ceiling. It's, un, it's disturbed. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, how, what is an insect that gets in there and just exactly. and, and water's disturbed all the time, I would state. Exactly. And so it goes on and sure. Okay. That's asbestos in the walls. It's not water. And you could say that, however, if that gets wet and that water drips, how is that any different than drinking the water? And it, and it just isn't. How to reduce your risk of exposure for asbestos? Thanks. Um, and then it talks about like, it's in asbestos water and all these types of things. And then it says, um, but it's just fine. Like it's, it's, it's fine. So, it's funny. Oh, I say, okay, let's just leave that then. Let, let's go to something like lead. 
So they allow in 2009, they haven't updated the lead allowable level since 2009. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's 2022. <laughs> just to, to remind everybody. Yeah. So here they're saying they allow 0.2, I believe it's micro or milli. I don't know that specifically. I didn't print that part off. It's a naturally occurring lead. <laughs> so we didn't make it. It's just naturally occurring. Okay. Um, health effects. Still a heavy metal. Why would that matter? Right. Health <laughs> effects. Cancer of the lung, breast, thyroid, bone, digestive organs, skin, and leukemia. And, and um, to pause for a second, what, what is always interesting to me is the combination yeah. I, I, of these things together that I worry about um, in a variety of different things where we really have this tendency to isolate. For like, sure. let's talk about just asbestos and how that might affect our body, but we haven't done any studies. So we're not really actually sure. So this is just what we're guessing, but let's put asbestos and lead together. Oh yeah. And, and then, but have we ever studied those sort of things um, to, together? No, of course not. And there's hundreds, yeah. hundreds, hundreds. And these are just two things you've picked. Right. Um, you know, your list, your paperwork must be, uh, long crazy likely. right now. Yeah. And so the government of Canada in, in regards to lead, it says, you know, even if you have a small amount, it's no big deal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the government of Canada. But if you look at other reputable, like Canadian pediatric society, society, cancer society, all of these places, they say zero amount of lead is safe in a body. In yeah. fact, they're addressing low levels of lead exposure in Canadian children, a new focus of Canadian pediatric society. We don't know where it came from. So we're going to look into it. Come on. Yeah. Come on. We can do better. I mean, thank you for putting it up there and admitting that lead is not safe in any form for children and adults. However, let's not, let's not skip over the fact that we're getting it in many different places. Right. And, and it's been 13 years since you have exactly. um, come up with the acceptable levels. Yeah. A, a lot has happened in 13 years. A lot, a lot. And, and where else are we getting lead? Lead is lead is, you know, just as one heavy metal, we're getting a lot more things created in China and the, the, you know, the paint creates a lot of lead and mm. in children's toys specifically. And so a lot of things have these heavy metals, um, but not only the heavy metals, uh, you know, that are in the water, but like you said, like, I think that I read a stat that, um, 75% of people over the age of 25 are on at least one medication. And so wow. you're drinking that like, yeah. And, yeah. and what about chemotherapy patients, radiation, right? Yeah. That's yeah. all disposed of. So how about like, um, telling our listeners a little bit about how these sort of, cause obviously you could go on forever and, and we've probably lost some listeners today on this depressing <laughs> topic about all the things that are in our tap water. And for some people, they'll be like, you know, trusting of our government and what the allowable uh, you know, um, levels are. And they'll just think, well, you know, I can't, I can't do it all. I hear that right. a lot. Like I can't do it all. And, and that is very true. You're never, unless you live in a bubble in the middle of, 
And even so in the middle of the, you know, nature, you're you're always going to have some exposure to these things. So everybody needs to, uh, you know, pick their poisons of where they're going to go to. I think awareness is where everything starts. I think people shouldn't put their blinders on that what's coming out of their tap is um, something that maybe is good for them and their health. Um, Can you tell some of our listeners like how specifically this tap water can really affect your health? Yeah. I mean, like we said at, at the beginning, would you rather drink Coke or tap, tap water? Actually, if you drink Coke, you're drinking tap water as well. I mean, yeah, in, right. in all these foods, it says water was the first ingredient, unless it says filtered water, <laughs> you drink yeah. tap water usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm thirsty now. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so what are the, some of the things that it can affect your health? Yeah. You know, First of all, I think that there's two major systems. The digestive system can get impacted greatly. Mm. Your kidneys. So if you're having reoccurring like uh, kidney infections, um, it really impacts everything. I mean, water, we're we're 75%, 80% water. Some people that are beef jerky, maybe a little less. But um, if we're all water and we're consuming it, we need that. I mean, you could all be, aluminum and lead and tap water. Yeah. It's important to realize, uh, to remind people to, uh, I always like to tell people about a couple personal stories myself. One, um, when you actually visit a holistic practitioner or a natural pathopathic um, practitioner, and you have a history or are currently in a thyroid disruptive state, yeah. one of the first things they ask is where do you get your water source from? Where is your drinking water coming from? And I think that Um, when I tell people that they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you know, when I was diagnosed with hyperthyroid and, um, an autoimmune disease going to a naturopathic doctor, that's uh, everyone I went to, you know, four, that was one of the first questions they asked because that is a huge disruptor of that system. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's why it's so important when you're looking for a healthcare practitioner that they ask those questions. You can't you can't, um, avoid that. I mean, there's no way if you keep putting something in, that's going to disrupt a system, there's just no way you're ever going to get better. And then I think also from a kid's, uh, people should be aware from a a kid's behavior and neurological state that can be a really uh, huge piece because heavy metal poisoning is a real thing. Um, when it comes to disrupting your digestive system and your memory system, um, that neurological piece, there are connections there. Mm -hmm. And so that is just really important um, for people to be aware of. I wanted to share that, uh, you know, the story, but last summer, um, we did a little house swap and um, we have a reverse osmosis system in our home here uh, on the island. And we went and swapped homes for three weeks. And, um, you know, and, and we will go away and, uh, for lengthy periods of time and obviously not have our reverse osmosis system. Um, but it wasn't until last summer that we really saw this direct correlation between, um, going to tap water. I went there, wasn't prepared. I had my, you know, 10 liters to live off of for the first kind of couple days and that didn't last long. And so, uh, we were kind of gravitating towards, um, using a little bit of the tap water before I could get to the store and get some, uh, you know, not the, the optimal situation, but other, um, 
you know, types of water that I wouldn't really, I don't always want it in a plastic jug, those sort of things, but I'll take it, you know? Anyways, we had a couple days that we were living off of the tap water and almost immediate. And this is likely because now it's been most of my child's life. So he's nine that he's been, I mean, he really has never really consumed tap water um, on a regular basis. We saw an immediate plummet in our immune health, like immediate. And there was no other direct correlation between, you know, stress levels or sleep or, or eating habits. There was nothing, nothing else that we had changed in our life except for tap water. We had, uh, you know, he would get a cut and and where something simple that he would have the ability to sort of like overcome right away. And he, he just suddenly was just like not able to do these like simple things in his body. And, and me, I just, I, again, same thing, really noticed this plummet. And the only correlation that we could find was a tap water. Immediately after a couple of days, I went aha moment, like, oh, wow, this is the only thing that's really different in our life. Went to the store, you know, grocery stores now have reverse osmosis, uh, you know, a couple in BC have reverse osmosis right there that you can um, buy. And so we got some right away within a day, big change. Yeah. Like it was that obvious yeah. to us. And I see clients change that quick. So many different areas of their, of their health just by switching their water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you so, use reverse osmosis right yeah, now. Yeah. I was just going to say, yes. So, uh, you got us on reverse osmosis when Chasen, after Chasen was born, or maybe, maybe a first couple of years of his life. Uh, originally we didn't have a system cause we had an older home. So we had luckily a, a store, which you can find that, uh, we had glad we bought a cooler system, glass bottles, and we would fill, it was really easy. It was just on our corner store. It was a, you know, a bit of work, but it was, and it wasn't really, I wouldn't say um, that expensive. I, I no. thought it would be, I would say, you know, we spent maybe $25 a month on water. Um, and so we were willing to sort of um, make that switch. And then when we uh, bought uh, this home here, it was a new build. So it was an easy, easy add-on for us. We got the reverse osmosis system put into the home. So it's super simple in our basement. We have the filtration system that needs to be changed out every six to nine months. And uh, it's it's built right in there. Uh, there's no going back. Like my no. kid is, is sadly the biggest water snob ever. <laughs> like he can tell, he can yeah. tell immediately. He can tell even um, you know, bottled water or a different system, it, it, like his palate is just completely different um, when it comes to water. We do travel a lot uh, in most uh, in most years. And we um, you had suggested the charcoal sticks for when we travel, we still travel with those. So we grab a few uh, every time we go. It's just an easy way to throw them in because, uh, you know, obviously when we're going uh, traveling anyways, we're drinking bottled water. So not the yeah. most ideal, but we're not going to be able to, you know, you do what you can, you can't find a system, or whatever. There's some great options coming out though, as far as travel bottles and filtration systems. Yeah. Um, we still like the, uh, charcoal sticks, you know, in, in there. What about you? What do you have in your home? Uh, we switched to the Berkey system. Mm. Uh, so a Berkey is a gravity fed system that you purchase, uh, arsenic and, um, arsenic and fluoride filters on top of, cause they believe arsenic is harmful. Um, as, 
as well as the charcoal filter. And so um, we have max filters in there and you just fill it up with your tap water and it comes out clean. And so we didn't want to rely on, you can actually put puddle water in if your electricity goes down. And so it was an investment, but now it's just a, you have to replace the filters, obviously. Is it a jug? Is it a cooler? What a kind of system is it's it? It's a countertop um, cool, well, not cooler because it's just room temperature, but you mm-hmm. just fill the top canister and it drips mm-hmm. down into the bottom. Easy peasy. Yeah. And they now have travel Berkey's, so smaller ones yes. when you go away. You know, we just came back, we were using bottled water. Um, but I was drinking sparkling bottle of water or purified water, I guess you could say. I just found that the, the food was cleaner there. And so maybe the water was dirtier, but it balanced it off. Yeah. Um, you know, reverse osmosis is still my favorite, but there is no minerals in there. So we wanted yeah. to try the Berkey as well. Uh, but we get tons of minerals elsewhere. So it really isn't that big of a deal. Um, Therasage actually has a, um, a, a Brita time on steroids type canister that yeah. you can put in your fridge. That's the more affordable option that mm-hmm. you recommend to people that are maybe yeah. on a tighter budget, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, there's things like Centivia, which has a countertop. Um, it's a little bit more complex. You have the stones, you have a lot more things. And then on the higher hand, end of things you have things like kangen and or kane how do you even say that kenjin kangen kangen starts with the k there's a g (laughs) and it ends with an n um that's like the the almighty of systems alkalinizing it's got lots of you know adjust your ph level but also cleans and so there's a lot of things out there now because most people are recognizing that you know what we get out of the taps, it's free and we're, we get what we pay for. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, you know, it actually isn't free because we have water bills. Yeah. And like, you know, I can't even count how many times where I live now on the Island in this small town and people will comment on the you know, Facebook page. Like, is anyone's water Brown today? And, and it's just, it's super frequent because um, people that live down the hill in the older, older, like this is a mining community that that's what it was. And then old, old pipes down there. And when they're flushing them out. Yeah, no, thank you. No. I mean, sometimes when we feel the Berkey, <laughs> I can't even smell like it's so strong a chlorine and they just shock it during the summer. Cause I have a high pro- uh, prevalence of parasites and bacteria in there which, which is, it's just awful. I mean, like you can also get shower filters, which is really great or else your hair like mine is going to fall is can fall out because of that. All of those, uh, metals and so on. Um, super simple. Costco has a reverse osmosis system that my assistant uses and a lot of people really love. So it's not as costly as most people think. So and it's way more research. accessible nowadays. Like when totally. you, you know, it was really, um, an undertaking when you were like, come on, do this. Uh, it took me what, three years of you telling me to do it. So before yeah. I was like, oh my God, I, you just, you just think like, God, getting water into your house every day. Like it was, but, but then it was, it felt like a big undertaking both financially and time-wise. And it, it really is not like now fast no. forward almost 10 years it isn't as, you know, there's just more options 
a more diversity, um, you know, I just encourage people that something is always better than nothing. So if you are like, you know, nothing wrong with small steps. If right now you're purely drinking your water from the tap, and especially if you have good hydration levels, like you say, you said earlier, it really worries me. Those people that um, I get hydrating really well and they get to like three, four liters of water a day because they're super active. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, okay, let's, let's broach this subject. Where are you drinking your water from? And they're like from the tap every day, day in, day out. And then it's like, okay, let's make some small steps here. You know, like Mm -hmm. there are some small things that you can be doing. And I really believe the awareness piece is the first step. You need to be aware that this isn't like, don't just turn a a blind eye to this. Do some simple research like you talked about today. Use your Google Google search bar. You know, read some of these um, pieces. I, I think awareness and education is something we've really lost in today's society for so many different things. We have put that in the hands of other people and it is a very dangerous game. Super dangerous. Yeah. I mean, we need to start taking responsibility and some people say, oh, we don't have time. So then listen to podcasts and find yeah. the most important you know, resources and, and to go directly to the source. If you want to dig even deeper and not like just trust people, which you really shouldn't. Yeah. And it is a small, it can be a a change that like, you know, changing your whole eating habits can feel really big and large, depending on where you're at now and changing your, where you, how you filter your tap water or where you get your water from can maybe be an investment. But then once you've done that, you don't have to do anything after that. Yeah. No one, no one goes back. <laughs> no one goes after, back never. ever. No. You're, you officially joined the water snow club. And I, mm-hmm. I get that that's a privilege. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that this topic is a privilege. There are people who live in our country that don't even have access to quotations, clean water right. from a tap. Yeah. Okay. I get it we have serious problems as a world that we need to be broaching, but we are in control of our own health and bettering our own health and pushing our own health. And this is one area you need to become aware of. True. True. Boom. Boom. (laughs) You always end it on like, okay, mic drop. (laughs) Bam. Thanks guys. Okay. I hope you enjoyed. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Forking Healthy podcast. If you want to stay up to date on future podcasts, make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. In order for us to get into more ear holes, we would love for you to take a moment to share this episode or leave us a review. That's it for now. Fork and rights.